Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. Next up, we have Tammy Roman. She got her start on the real world in the 90s and has since evolved into a Renaissance woman herself. She's a TV personality, actress, entrepreneur, and on today's show, we talk about her role in the new hit sitcom, The Miss Pat Show, and remaining tenacious in the entertainment industry. Up next, Tammy Roman. Let's go. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post, a show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. Download the podcast, leave a five-star rating. What's your favorite theme? Who was your favorite guest? What about Gone in 60 Seconds? Tell me ideas for last call. Who do you want to see on the show? And by the way, I got to tell you guys a secret. I pay attention to the stats and to the scoreboard, especially when my team is winning. When we're not winning, stay low, keep fire. When we are winning, I got to let you know. In entertainment, the Renaissance man this week is ranked 19th in the United States of America. 19th. Download the podcast. Leave a five-star rating. Show me somebody you introduced to the show. This week's theme is life is tough, but so are you. I want to talk about rejections. I want to talk about setbacks, failure. These things can seem devastating while you're going through them. But with time and the gift of hindsight, you can look back. And see that a lot of the things that you wanted weren't really for you. Let me rewind the tape. Donda, Donda, Donda. You can look back and see that a lot of the things that you wanted weren't really for you. That your goals have shifted. And that you're a tougher person for having gone through it. Don't lose sight of that. So I'm trying to tell you, there is strength within you. Even when you feel weak and the destination is still there, even though you can't really see it from where you're really at. Winston Churchill once said, if you're going through hell, keep going. We all have dreams, but the only way you're going to reach them is to keep going, stay focused, and push through. Because you didn't come this far to only come this far. My next guest knows all about overcoming setbacks. Tammy Roman has made a name for herself by being a true Renaissance woman, willing to try her hand at anything that interests her and not being afraid to fail. Because of this, she is a successful TV personality, host, and actress. I talk with her about her role on a new hit sitcom, The Miss Pat Show. 
and remaining tenacious in the entertainment industry. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. You know what it is, a show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. I took some time to come up with this intro, the best producer in the game, Jamila, as well. And we decided the intro for this show fit this next guest to a T. And they say... Fearlessness is the mother of reinvention. I don't know. I might have to argue that with Tammy Roman, the mother of reinvention. From reality show star to singer, businesswoman, and now actor starring alongside Octavia Spencer in the Apple TV series, Truth Be Told. Please welcome my next guest, Tammy Roman. Hey, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you for taking you, the you time. You definitely took your time with it. I felt I, every word, every the emotion was there. It was great. I loved it. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I appreciate that. So for our audience, where did you grow up and how do you think it influenced your current outlook on life? Well, I was born in Mount Vernon, New York, money earning, and uh, raised in White Plains, New York. So I'm a New York girl. And I think that definitely helped me be the person that I am today. Like if that song, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere is the absolute truth. And so you're groomed from, you know, little on how to just be self-sufficient, be independent and be a hustler. And so uh, that's kind of, the person that I am, and and I still incorporate those characteristics to this day. <laughs> the city that never sleeps, and I joke about turning the Big Apple into cider, but it's something <laughs> to be from New York, right? I remember I first went there, so many high rises. Mm-hmm. I was overwhelmed. So many people on the street, they took my money playing Three Car Monty. Oh, so come what on, is, man. What was it like for you growing up in New York? You know, it was just, it's all I knew. So it's not like I could compare it to anything else, but, you know, we had our, you know, our projects and we had our suburbs, you know what I mean? And, and for me, there was a, it's a melting pot and a mixture of every type of person that you could ever want to meet. And so I was here again, I was just groomed to be able to be adaptable, to be able to be resilient from a little kid, you know, like I was a latchkey kid. So, you know, just coming from that standpoint, it's like, you know, you, you wake up, your mom's at work, you got to fix your own breakfast. You got to iron your clothes. You got to get off to school. You got to know how to get to school because there were no buses. So you got to understand direction. You know what I mean? Like, like little things like that, that kids right now just don't even have a clue about, like everything is navigation. If that bitch don't tell you how to get somewhere, they don't know how to go, you know? Uh, and so for me, it's just little things like that. Hell, I don't know, can I, I I'm sorry, that curse. Yes, me. no, absolutely, <laughs> no, yeah. Smash yourself. Okay. <laughs> this is my show. This is the only show you gonna do and I'm recording this, it's gonna have a black producer and me. You can say okay. whatever you want, whatever you want. Okay. So, you know, it just groomed me to be a person that could maneuver through any type of situation. Absolutely. And 
for inspiration to, you know, people that get a chance to see how talented you are and so multifaceted, what has it been like for you in that journey of growing up in New York City, but also reinventing yourself as somebody that wanted to work in the industry? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I always knew that I was destined for something that was going to be in the public eye. Now, what that was, was the challenge, because I've been in singing groups, I've modeled for a little bit, and it wasn't until I got on a, a reality show in 1993 that kind of changed that trajectory of my life. And when I came off of that show, people thought we were acting. And so they started calling me in for auditions. And so I was like, well, okay, child, I can get on over there and do this. And so I went in and I booked my first job and I was really good at it. And it wasn't until uh, John Singleton put me in Boys in the Hood and I was really bad at it. And he cut me out of the film. And, and uh, the, listen, that man said, you're not good. And we're just going to use your legs in this scene. So people see my, I get residuals for my legs. Which part? Where? I haven't seen that movie a zillion times. It's the barbecue, the backyard barbecue. Where the baby runs out of the kitchen into the yard. And those are my legs. He's running past my legs. I get checks every month for my legs. But I said, Tammy, if you're going to do this acting thing, you've got to be serious about it. And I studied with a lady named Chip Fields, who happens to be Kim Fields' mother. And she changed my life and taught me everything that I needed to know about the craft of acting. And that's when it started taking off and I was being taken seriously as an actress. And Mrs. Fields is such a sweetheart. I got a chance to meet her before as well. Such a legend. Yes. Absolutely. And I'm glad you went there because this week's theme is real deal. And many people know about you, but not many do. So I'm going to introduce them, right? Because you were a cast member on the real world's second season in Los Angeles. The real world. (laughs) Yep. It ran for over 30 years. And you're right. It's 93. Can -hmm. you describe what the experience was like? But also, what was it like for you after filming rap? and the show started airing? Well, you know, I didn't know what to expect with the experience of being on The Real World. I had never heard of the show when I auditioned for it. Somebody else, I used to work at an HIV healthcare center and the young lady tried to get on it and she came into my office crying, oh, I didn't get on The Real World. And uh, I was like, well, what is that girl? And I happened to go home and they were doing a marathon on MTV of The Real World. I said, well, I could do that. So I put me a little video together in the Burbank Mall and took it up to the offices and was like, I, I want to be on the show. And you know, they watched my tape and put me on, but I didn't know what to expect moving into that house, you know, reality TV wasn't a thing like it is now. We didn't even know that the genre would be called reality TV. So for me, it was like, oh, y'all gonna pay my rent for six months and I get to live at the beach and I can deal with these six, seven people. Okay, cool. Got it. Be there nine. Cool. You know, and so that's what it was. But once it wrapped, I saw the impact that this show was having on the community as a whole with my moments in particular, you know, I'm going there just living my, they said, live your life. That's what I did. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like working at an HIV healthcare center at a time where people weren't trying to be on the front lines. We didn't even know really that people at this 
level of the game 27 years later could live healthy lives being HIV positive. We, it was at a time where we were scared and didn't know what to do with this epidemic. So I was working there. I, you know, had an abortion on the show, you know, trying to show irresponsibility with sexual promiscuity. I got my mouth wired on the show because I was dealing with body dysmorphia and bulimia, you know, so a lot of those things people weren't talking about in 93. So the impact was great. And it really spawned this cycle of me realizing that it's okay to be me. You know, a lot of people want to be somebody else. So they want to do something because somebody else is doing it. And it's like, no, you're good enough. People like you, you know, and I, and I've just kept that my entire life. It's just what you see is what you get. (laughs) That's one of the things that you hope that people develop as we start to age and mature is when you look yourself in the mirror, you don't see your manager or representative. Yeah, your representative, yeah, yeah. You, you know, see, you, you you're like able to see. see and be your true self. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're right, because back then, like reality TV seemed like this experimental look almost at Correct. behavior. You know, Correct. especially it was 2011, you're on the real world and you join the cast of Basketball Wise. Yes. And then you were living with strangers and start getting into your personal life, as you just mentioned. So how did you combat like that celebrity? Um, and do you feel the show had any negative effects on your life? Are we talking basketball wives? Any of them, because, you know, so, when so, you do what we do for a living, you now become vulnerable because we allow people in when we tell right. them about our personal good, bad days. Right. Um, me living my life, I've always been an open book. I feel that I'm a living testimony. So whatever it is, whether it's good or bad, whether it's positive or mistake, I feel that somebody can learn from it. That's the positive. I think when I got onto um, Basketball Wives, reality TV had changed in what it was presenting and the narratives that it was putting out because now they were crafting characters and storylines. And when I did The Real World, that's not what it was. You know, it's like they they showed it how it happened in real time. Wow. So I think the negative was that there's a lot of um, <clears throat> perception, public perception, that you know I was broke, I was destitute. I you know I, I, let they let them tell it. It was like I was damn near homeless and living in a box. You know, it's like guys. You know, I used to be married to Kenny Anderson. I'm I'm all right. <laughs> you know, now I may not have sixty million dollars, but I ain't got six dollars either. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I think there's certain or that I'm a bully, and it's like they're not understanding that producers are behind the scenes crafting the footage to make it look a certain way. And those may not necessarily be the way those instances or occurrences actually happened in real time. So that would be the only negative that I would have to say about reality TV is that people need to really look at it now specifically with it not being a show like the real world that just really just captures what's happening. Look at it for entertainment. It's mindless entertainment, you know, and with the celebrity of it all, just to touch on that, because I know that was a part of the question. I don't, I don't mind the celebrity of it all because I'm a private person, right? So for me, I'm in the house most of the time. Like I keep to myself, I keep with my family. Um, And when I go out, 
It's because I, you know, I'm okay with if somebody comes up and asks for a picture. Yes, I'm gonna give you a picture if you wanna. We ain't shaking and hugging no more because of COVID. <laughs> but you know, there was a time you want a hug. I'm gonna give you a hug. You want to stay in there and have at least a five minute conversation. I'm gonna do that with you because I'm prepared to go out. If I don't want to have that or be a part of that, then I stay in the house. <laughs> right, absolutely. And I mentioned fearless in the intro because that seemed to be an ongoing thread in your community, I mean, in your career. Like I said, you've done reality TV with the real world and basketball-wise, you act. I also found out that you're in an R&B group in the 90s. You now yeah. have a footwear line for women. You hosted <laughs> your own very popular web series called Bonnet Chronicles. Mm -hmm. You seem like the kind of person that doesn't care about failure and wants to try everything. Where does that come from? That comes from my mother. Uh, my, I, I, I never saw my mother give in or give up. I saw her work three jobs most of my life. Um, and so for me, it's like you only live once. You only have one life to live. If somebody tells me no or if it doesn't work, then I'm right back where I started. I haven't lost anything. But if they tell me yes or it does work, then I've elevated from where I was. So I always try. <laughs> but oh, I also always pick things that are organic and authentic to me. I never do anything just because somebody else is doing it. It has to be real for me. Absolutely. Tell us more about your footwear line and the web series Bonnet Chronicles. Well, the footwear line was a limited edition um, with a young lady named Jessica Rich, and it did really well. And then, you know, we went on and parted ways. I like I'm the type of person that's go, I want to try that. And uh, then I, at least I can say I did it. Like with my makeup line, TR Love, it's like I wanted to try it. I wanted to see how I could do with makeup. I got a deal with Walgreens and got it sold there. And then it was like, I did it. I was one of the first people to take it from online to retail. You know, and now it's like uh, with Bonnet Chronicles, that was just like a, you know, Instagram thing that I was doing. And then I was like, but this could be bigger than Instagram. And so I went out and got me a deal with title and we made it a series, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's things like that where it's like, well, what's the next, what's the level up as Sierra, <laughs> as Sierra song said, you know, and just trying to figure out how to always keep expanding and evolving. I wanted to write a book. And so I did that. You know what I mean? I got with a, 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 a writer, Wendy J. Turner was my, my co-writer and we, so now I can add author to my, you know, to my bio. It's like things like that. Anything I want to do, I will at least try. Well, one thing you've been doing for a while is acting. And yeah. How about this? I actually remember your episode in Married, Married with Children. Oh, <laughs> that, that was one of my first jobs. <laughs> Absolutely. Now check this out. You're about to star in two TV series. Yes. The Miss Pat show on BET Plus. Yes. Which also kind of looks like a cross between Seinfeld and Roseanne. Hopefully you like <laughs> that comparison. Yes. And The Truth Be Told starring Octavia Spencer on Apple Plus. What's the biggest difference between the two characters you're portraying? Well, on Truth Be Told, which is with Octavia Spencer, you know, we are a part of a motorcycle club mm -hmm. and I am I play Octavia's sexy stepmother who's married to her father, who is played by Ron C. Jones, who's amazing. He's like my my celebrity crush. But um, uh, so that character is very specific, very rooted, very grounded in being 
the the family, um, you know, kind of glue, so to speak, between Octavia and her father. Where with the Miss Pat show, that character is a recovering crack addict. <laughs> you know, and so, uh-huh. and so th- there's the difference. No, but um, some of the greatest have done it. You see Holly Berry. You see yes. Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, Chris Rock. Now, now it's not a drama, so it's more comedic. But uh, Miss working with Miss Pat was just the 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 most amount of fun that I've had on any set on a consistent everyday basis. This is about her life and everything that she's gone through. She used to sling dope. She's got shot in the head. She's you know wow. she, she's you know she's like one of those women. that's like well, girl, damn, you know I thought I had it bad, you know, but she's done everything and she made it a sitcom about her life, but really not dwelling on the negative or the bad stuff, but figuring out a way to like, as as they say in the streets, laugh at my pain, you know, like right. now I'm at a point where I've healed from it. And it's funny to me, like I actually survived a gunshot to the head. You know why? Cause I didn't duck, you know, like she's wow. one of those people that'll be like that, you know? <laughs> and so it's a, it's a grown comedy. It has, like you said, Roseanne, I, I could see the similarities with that. There's a little Martin in there. I mean, in terms of similarities, but it's a family that has a lot of love and is definitely representative of some Black families that we we have out here or people that we know. And right. so I think people are really going to love it and really relate to it. Well, I'm looking forward to those projects and I'm really... Um, happy that you took the time to join me today. Absolutely. I'm not done with you just yet. Before I let you get out of here, would you please be gone in 60 seconds with me? I got a couple of rapid fire questions. Here we go. What's a profession you haven't done that you would like to try? A stripper. Name a reality TV cast you'd be interested in joining. Real Housewives of Atlanta. And not Ron C, because you already worked with him. Who's an actor that you like to play your dream co-star? Oh, wow. My dream co-star. 56. Curtis, that's a great one. Ooh, I'm about to check out BMF. That's going to be crazy. (laughs) I'm from Detroit. I can't wait till that happens. And last but not least, I'm not letting you get out of here without going back to the 90s R&B singing group. Would you ever return to singing? Uh, I actually have an alter ego named Tatiana Trill who's in the studio right now. (laughs) Okay, stay tuned. Y'all heard it here first. So don't be surprised. Make sure y'all follow her on her social media and all of that good stuff. So when y'all hear that new music, y'all heard it here first. Yes, sir. Roman, thank you very much for joining the Renaissance Man. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Last call. Last call. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. Encourage those who haven't to do so. We want to get to a herd immunity. Are you tired of wearing a mask? Let's get to a herd immunity. Are your kids tired of wearing masks? Let's get to a herd immunity. The only way that happens is if each of us get vaccinated. It's not political.
I don't care who you vote for. I don't care what your skin color is. Science doesn't lie. And let me just give you an example. Somebody came to me once and said, hey, Jalen, 700,000 people have died in the United States of America due to coronavirus. If you take these two shots and you catch coronavirus, you likely will not be hospitalized. And 98% of the data says you will not die. 98%? I'm doing it. Where I sign up? Third shot, booster, win, done. I'd like to thank Tammy Roman for stopping by the podcast. I love the fact that she's willing to try anything. She reminds me a lot of a couple of people I've had on this show. Gabrielle Union, really fearless and talented. How about Amanda Seals? She finds a way to continue to reinvent herself in all aspects of life. How about Angela Yee? She got jobs on jobs on jobs. And she's still up at six in the morning doing the breakfast club. I like that. I'm inspired by that. Like Master P, I'm inspired by that. And here on the Renaissance Man Podcast, we encourage you to stay versatile, stay low, keep firing, and don't be afraid to try something new. You never know where it might lead you. I'm the Renaissance Man. See you next week.